Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody, it's Rick from Poetry Superhighway. Welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. It's Sunday, January 8th, 2012. It's our very first broadcast of the new year. Isn't that exciting? I'll give you a minute to uh, make a celebratory noise. You done? Good. Uh, Welcome to our first open reading of the year. I'll give you a minute to call in to the number 646 716 7362. Would love to give you the opportunity to share a poem and a little bit about your poetical world here on our show. A couple things going on on this end. I wanted to mention that at the end of this month, we'll be starting the next Great Poetry Exchange. This is something that we do every year in February during National Poetry Month, where you'll have the opportunity to, during that month, pledge to send a book to another randomly selected participant, and in exchange you will receive a book from another randomly selected participant. So more info on that will be coming uh, at the very end of the month, or more precisely at the very start of the next month. So look forward to that. I want to mention uh, in the tooting my own horn department, which I find that I do a lot for some reason. I got a couple of poems published in an online journal called The Bicycle Review, which you can check out at thebicyclereview.net. This is run by a San Francisco poet named Jay DeSalvo. They're a a monthly publication, I believe, of poetry, prose, and photography, uh, seeking uh, submissions on an ongoing basis. It's a pretty cool uh, online journal, and uh, you can check out the current issue by going to going to the bicyclereview.net. I have three poems there, previously unpublished, and check out their submission guidelines and send something yourself to them. It's, it's as I mentioned, it's a pretty cool online uh, journal, and it's neat the way they they kind of blend um, all of the all of their material. You know, in, on kind of on one page, and you scroll down and. And uh, it's sort of like looking through a lit journal in that it's you're kind of going from one thing to the next in in the order that they've they've kind of picked, you know, as opposed to you know the kind of journal where you click on on the thing that you want to read and go directly to that. Both are completely valid and good methods, but um, uh, but uh, less so is it done the way that they do on the bicyclereview.net. So <clears throat> check it out; you might enjoy it. All right, that's it. We got a lot of people uh, on hold, so I'm going to get right to the callers. Our first caller is from the 818 area code. Hello. Hi, Rick. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Wonderful. Who who am um, I talking to? Oh, I'm sorry, Dave Handelman. Um Hi, Dave. Hi. I talked to you last week, I think. Or the la- last year I talked to you. Last year. See, it was it was that sounds like a long time ago. <laughs> where, where are you calling from? Remind me. Uh, Woodland Hills. Woodland Hills. Okay, right, right. Um, yeah, and you know where that is. Yeah, I do, in fact. Yes, I know. <laughs> so you've, um, have you, you've got a poem for us. Yeah, I have. Um, 
important uh, two-pager. This comes from my third book called Words and Rhythm. It's called The Gift. As I pass him on the walk, a gift he gave to me, a word of prayer not spoken, maybe something I fixed, or was it something that was broken? I smiled back and gave him a few dollars to buy food or shelter. Little did I know he was among the great scholars not to show. He said, thanks, and I won't forget what you've done for me on this day of regret. Years later, the doorbell rang. When I was alone, the box left my name on the top with a note. Please open and do not postpone. No wrapping or bows, just plain brown paper. Please open, do not close. I opened the top and looked inside. A simple note laid waiting for my eyes to read. Something I've done years ago. A simple good deed. I remember when I passed man who was in need, hoping that someone would give him a good deed. No money or food, his face was solemn, but his eyes I saw him plead. The note said, thank you, a perfect gift that I will not forget. You helped me when I was in need. Yes, it was a good deed. You changed my life, and that was a test for you, only to see if you could pass the grade. Now I know that you will ride in the grand parade. Now I see what someone can be. You offered me a new life. You must now know you must be an angel from above and not from below. My life has changed since your good deed. I offer you something that you taught me. As I pass on the street, someone who is in need, I will remember you. I shall grant them a small wish. Help them if I can. You have planted a seed. This is my plan, is my good deed. That's it. Great, Dave. Thanks uh, Thanks for sharing that with us. Um, good kind of post-holiday season sentiment there. Mm-hmm. That's why I picked it. I thought it was uh, quite apropos. And you said that's from one of your books? Yeah, this one is going to be coming out probably in March. It's called Words and Rhythm. And the first two are sentiments and notes from a quill. And uh, so this third one I'm going to come out with, and I'm writing in my fourth. So, Where can people find your books? Amazon. Amazon, they have to uh, type in... Um, you know, when you go to Amazon and you type in the... You do a search on Amazon for your, for your name, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, and that so, would be the best. And you type in David Stewart Handelman and it will come up. Okay. Great. Well, David, thanks so much for um, for calling in again. Great to hear you. I hope you call back again. And uh, so, and we'll talk, we'll talk with you again. We will. Rick, thank you very much. And uh, one day I am going to go over to get over to the Cobalt to uh, speak with you. I'm looking forward to it. All right, sir. Take care. Thank you. You too. Bye. Dave Handelman, our first caller, Woodland Hills, California, sharing a poem from his third book. Check him out on Amazon, uh, as he mentioned. Moving on, uh, I also want to mention that our chat room is open. Uh, so if you go in there, you can uh, interact with other people who are listening to the show. You can uh, lob virtual tomatoes if you don't like a poem or virtual – gosh, what kind of things would you throw if you liked something? I don't know. Uh, uh, compliments, virtual compliments. I'm not sure compliments are the opposite of tomatoes, but uh, but I don't know that much about the world, so I could be wrong there. So there's a chat room if you're – 
go to the blog talk radio page. Uh, I uh, click on chat room. I think I'm not actually looking at the uh, what you would do, but I assume it would be easy to figure out if you were right there. And uh, plenty of people in there, and you can say hi to each other. And when people mention links and things on the program, I typically will post them in there so that way you can click right on them and while listening see what people are talking about. Isn't that interesting? You can't really do that with real radio when someone mentions something. You can't just, you know, click on the radio and suddenly the thing that they were talking about pops up. That's why what we do here is so much better. Again, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. Do call in. We have no content or style restrictions. We'd love to hear what it is that you have to share. Um, Our next caller, um, wow, there's a lot more numbers here on the screen that are on a typical phone number. It starts with 9727755. Is that you? It's me, Honey Greenberg, from Jerusalem, in the middle of the Israel. Oh, wow. Fantastic. Hey, no wonder, how are you doing? <laughs> doing good. No wonder, there's so, no, no wonder there's so many numbers there. You're calling from a whole other continent. But the words make meaning world over, so we're good. We are good. Um, well, so glad that you were uh, able to call in. I know you have a new book out. And I'm happy to share it with anyone who wants to muck around with love. It's called A Bank Robber's Bad Luck with His Ex-Girlfriend. Imagine going back to the old homestead and what happens. It's out by Unbound Content. You can pick it up on their website, or you can pick it up through Amazon. Um, I'll just finish the spiel on that. Um, I play under KJ Hanna, H-A-N-N-A-H Greenberg. And the title, again, is A Bank Robber's Bad Luck with His Ex-Girlfriend. It's a fine book. Oh, Rick, you're gracious enough to, to write one of the books for that cover. We much, much appreciate it over at Unbound Content. I Could was, I share the title poem with you and maybe a little bit more of a yippee Um, I'm sorry, you definitely can share the poem. I didn't hear what was the sec- second thing you said. And maybe a second little uh, yippee after that. Um, well, you can definitely share one poem because I've got a bunch of callers and I, I typically okay, get everyone a poem. Why don't I give you the title poem? Okay, sounds good. And then folks can laugh when their own uh, um, stance is on their own time. <laughs> okay, folks, hi. Um, this is called A Bank Robber's Bad Luck with His Ex-Girlfriend. Some faded book stands, neatly stacked, yellowed files. Some are common significance. Your occasional night feedings through my axles at odd angles rang my chuck wagon bell. Yet whammies and kids never dared merge their needs. Village norms trump in the marketplace. My small cabin meant shelter, not refuge. No space for bandits here. Fence posts mark my ranches. Consider the state local law says, fiduciary institutions aside, of course, sniveling no solace for roundups. Thanks, Rick. My pleasure. So um, uh, to tell people again where they can get a copy of the book. Okay. You can get A Bank Robber's Bad Luck with His Ex-Girlfriend, a book about love and loss, either from Amazon or from the publisher itself, Unbound Content. That's great. It's a great great book title, by the way. Thanks. Thanks. 
And um, loving your website, loving loving your 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 regular um, poetry site, loving your um, Holocaust Memorial um, annual site. You do great work, though, on behalf of all the writers out there from all over the planet. Thanks much. That's great. You know, we so rarely get callers uh, from Jerusalem, and I'm wondering if you can tell us: is there any um, anything going on in poetry in? Jerusalem or Israel in general that you participate in that people could show up to if they happen to listen to the show while now or in the archive or whatever, live readings or anything like that? There are readings. I have to say most of my participation is North American and European-based. But there, there's a, a great um, writers program out of Tel Aviv University, and spinoff groups from that. There are some Anglo smaller groups. I teach at a small community group here in Jerusalem. Um, I would Voices is a big um, group here in Israel. Plowshares and Kometras, I think, is another group. I'm. I'm not so good at that because my markets are, are outside the country. But um, there's, there, there are people who love words here, and there are people who build words here. So we, we see ourselves as part of the, the global um, market street. No, it makes sense. I, I mean, is there like a, 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 you know, if I was in Jerusalem and wanted to go to a reading during the week, is there anything like that that happens on a regular basis? What there, you are, know, there are. There are. I'm not active in those on news. I got it. Okay. Um, and we, so obviously you're an English speaker. Do, do you speak Hebrew as well? Not as well as I wish I could. Okay. It's always interesting, I guess, you know, when, when you're in a, a country where the language spoken is, is not your, your first language, you know, to, to find, you know, I know, for example, in France, there's a there's a big expatriate community and, and English readings that happen all over the place. And I was just wondering if, if it was the same thing where you are, if it's mostly Hebrew-speaking kind of deal. Um, but you geez, may not know, and that's okay. I, I don't know that's because a, I'm pretty, I'm pretty insular. I spend a lot of time writing, editing, working on books, writing, working on other people's work, teaching. I had been an English professor, and I'm fortunate that I'm stumbling and picking up Hebrew because it caused me to return to writing. So. Hmm. Um, I think had I been more fluent, I would have been busier with students and less busy with texts. Got it. So well, it, it um, was good for me. It was a blessing for me. Wonderful. Well, Hannah, congratulations on the new book. I hope people check it out, and, I, and I'm, I'm thrilled that you had the chance to call in today. Thank you, and this program is great. All of your projects are great, and may you continue to have much success and all of the connections you put together for writers and for your own books as well. Thank you so much. I appreciate it a lot. Bye. Thanks much. Take it care. Bye. You too. Wow, our first caller from the Middle East. That was uh, Hannah Greenberg from Jerusalem. Very excited uh, to have her on the program sharing a poem from her new book, which you should definitely uh, uh, definitely check out. Um, I did write a blurb for the uh, for the back cover. It was it's an honor to be asked to do such a thing. Uh, I should say. So um, thank you very much for that, Hannah, as well. And my God, get some sleep. It's It's got to be uh, midnight there in in Jerusalem at this point. All right, moving on. Uh, the number to call in, and do call in. It's uh, 646-716-7362. would love to have you share a poem and share a little bit about what's going on in your personal poetry world or your community. If, if you've got a 
reading that you participate in that you want to give a shout out to or let people know about? We'd love to hear about that or just want to talk about your own website or book or anything of that nature. More than welcome to do it. Uh, Moving now to a caller. Oh, God, I better sit down for this. Um, From the night. From the 973 area code. Buy my yeah. book, Dagnabbit! <laughs> <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. Oh, yes. No content or style restrictions, except for the 973 area code. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. You're going to have to put a caveat in there. Anyway, I'll get right to this. Um, uh, during the... Uh, past year we had the scare about the uh, end of the world from uh, the emanating from uh, someplace out in Oakland, California, family radio. And uh, during that time, May, that very time, May 21st of this past year, I had some final thoughts uh, just in case the world did end. And so I put these final thoughts down on uh, in the form of uh, a couple of poems. Um, so here I'm, uh, I'll read one now. Uh, it's final thought one and two. I had other final thoughts, but um, it goes like this. Number one, I may never get any more pussy. Uh-oh, I've landed in the friend zone that awful place where I get along so well with my prospective conquests that I become a victim of my own excellence in that the good becomes the enemy of the best and I crash land into the friend zone. My wit, intellect, and charm are the sweet milk that are enjoyed without cost by my conquests so that there is never any need to buy the cow. I am Pee Wee Herman or Topo Gijo, the fairy mouse. I am Father Guido, a Sarducci, or Patsy. I am a cute, cuddly, furry little bastard, very much like the pet that you never had, and everyone knows that you don't pluke your hamster, unless, of course, you're a Mama Grizzly. (laughs) I am the good humor man, or Mr. Clean, or like the little brother who you pat on the head with the encouraging exhortation, Mom and Dad would be so proud of you. Everyone knows that you can't spread your legs for your sibling unless you're a special guest on the Jerry Springer Show. Ah, yes, I've landed in the friend zone. I may just be elected Pope before I ever get any more pussy in this millennium. I don't see any white smoke. It's time to sharpen Pinocchio. Number two. Let us build the perfect beast and name her Pimple Tit in all of her gory glory as she advocates for the needy, seedy, and greedy and everything in between, apparently. Pimple Tit is expert on all about which she knows nothing. The magistrate then asks, Who the fuck are you? Whereupon the unflappable Pimple Tit then proceeds to produce a mahogany display case highlighting the very first dagger she used to stab her own mother. The magistrate is so impressed that he immediately moves to Argentina under an assumed name. Pimple Tit spawns little pimply titted clones who shall hereafter be referred to as little titties. 
These wee little nippers have blossomed into a bubbly, bouncing, laughing, giggling, artsy-fartsy, always positive, Dr. Norman Vincent appealing, sunshiny, but yet so skilled in the black ops, where they have been trained to take out your fucking liver and spleen out of your body with only a penknife. Ah, yes, Pimple Ted is definitely in the zone. Together... They will invade with an army of dual-sexual, sexually self-contained units, engendering a subclass of male-female hybrids, possessing both male and female genitalia, with both vaginal and penile instrumentation, sexually self-sufficient within the same individual organism as they proceed to blanket the earth with therapeutic poetry and blame Jews, foreigners, and liberals for the ills of society. Ah, yes, they are well positioned to procreate through natural self-copulation. On doomsday, Pimple Pit rested, and she saw that all was groovy. End poem. <laughs> well, I will be thinking about the the name Pimple Tit for quite some time. <laughs> David. Yeah, that That's, was based on my ex sister in law. <laughs> I'm not sure how you were able to know that that would be an appropriate name for her, but um, uh, I will tell you this: uh, la the concept of last thoughts is interesting. I mean, you don't really know when you're going to die, so theoretically, everything you're thinking could be your last thought. I would recommend this as a poetic exercise. I would I mean, recommend I, setting a date. Setting a date on the world is going to end, uh, really psyching yourself up for that date, and then writing down your last thoughts. This is what I would recommend as a <laughs> writing exercise. Well, perhaps people will give that a try and get back to us with the results. I wrote a, I, I write a lot of poems uh, about – well, I don't know that I write a lot. I've written several poems about uh, – uh, my impending death, as if it were going to happen at any minute. Um, I saw that. I saw and w one of them uh, was, uh, uh, you know, just the concept of not knowing. I, we were, uh, my wife and I were driving by a uh, a store that um, used to be a Mediterranean grill, um, or I'm sorry, that used to be a cupcake store, and then had turned into a Mediterranean grill. And I said something out loud like. Um, well, I guess it's a lot more lucrative than selling cupcakes. And then, um, and then I felt a chest pain. I thought, my God, I could, I might be having a heart attack right now. What if the last words I ever said were, "I guess it's a lot more lucrative than just selling cupcakes." <laughs> and my, you know, because you don't know what your last words are going to be, right? And you kind of hope that there'll be something poetic or interesting. So I, I said that to, you know, my wife is in the car, and she responds with. Um, she tells me that she would she would make a chapbook of all my unpublished work and that would be the title. That would be an excellent that would be excellent book. I I would buy it. Matter of fact, uh on that, you know, before you continue on, uh I immediately checked out Bicycle Review and I particularly enjoyed Divine Intervention. Oh, thanks. I particularly, I particularly enjoyed that. You know, that's right up my alley. <laughs> Cool. I'm going to post a, a link to uh, the Bicycle Review uh, in the chat room in case anyone 
uh, is uh, in there and wants to che- check it out. I'm also uh, I want to mention, by the way, we didn't mention who you were, uh, just because your your area code is <laughs> is ingrained in my brain. But um, Dave, this is uh, David Neves from uh, uh, Newark, New Jersey, and David happens to be one of the two poets of the week this week on the Poetry Superhighway. I really enjoyed your poem, Mortality. Uh, so you're uh, the first uh, new poet of the year. I was going to read that. I was I was going to read that today. I mean, perhaps I should have. Perhaps I should have. But I posted it on the. Uh, uh, I posted the video, the the YouTube video link. I posted that on the um, uh, Facebook page. So. Oh, okay, good. So people can can check out you actually reading the poem. Uh, and if they just want to read it, I just posted. The length, of course, everyone listening is probably already familiar with where the Poetry Superhighway website is. But you, along with, uh, uh, excuse me, poet Gail Bell um, from Dallas, Texas, are the poets of the week this week. So congratulations! Thanks for saying I'm, work. I'm really, I'm really thrilled. I love that. Thank you so much. No problem. And thanks for calling in, David. Okay, we'll talk next month. Sounds good. Have a good one. Thank you. Thank you, Rick. Bye bye. Hi. It's David Nebs from the lush rolling hills of Newark, New Jersey, a regular caller here on Poetry Superhighway Live. Good to hear him. And again, his uh, another poem from him that has been published this week on the Poetry Superhighway, oddly enough called Mortality. Uh, I guess there's a theme with David, too, since the poem that he read was uh, was Last Thoughts. So if you're, if you're thinking about your own mortality, perhaps you should go uh, you should go read that. Um, call in and read, ladies and gentlemen. The number to call in is 646-716-7362. You can also uh, call in at, at no charge through Skype if you have a good enough internet connection and, and microphone. Uh, uh, <clears throat> that's a good way to go as well. Uh, our next caller is from the 818 area code. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Happy New Year, Rick. Thanks. Who's this? <laughs> My name is JD, and um, I go to the Callbot Cafe to um, attend your readings on Tuesdays. Lately, I haven't been there. I don't really read; I just I usually just, you know, listen in. What's interesting? I was going to guess that you never read because I don't recognize your name, and I and I certainly would if you're a regular <laughs> reader. Now, now I have to bug you about it. You're, <laughs> if you're brave enough to call uh, in into a radio program, surely you can read a poem live on the Cobalt stage on a Tuesday night. Maybe, maybe it's part of my New Year's resolution to try and read more. So I'm guessing you live here in the in the valley, Coldwater Canyon and Roscoe. So I'm pretty close by. Is that is that North Hollywood or Van Nuys? Uh, sort of. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of. I think it's more Van Nuys than North Hollywood, but my zip code is North Hollywood. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, great. Well, I'm so thrilled that you uh, that you're at least taking this step. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, this poem that I wrote, I don't really write very much poetry. I, I actually am uh, here reading poetry so that way people can send me their poetry so I can, you know, just give them feedback or you like, you know, listening to stuff that people write. So hopefully if uh, my style drives with yours, anyone out there, um, I'm going to give my contact information later and hopefully we can connect. Um, this good. poem that I wrote, I wrote last week called My Sister's Baby. Uh, it is fictional, as I do not have a sister. <laughs> so, okay, here it goes. My sister's baby has a lot of problems. Not autism problems or Down syndrome problems or third leg or six-finger problems. These are problems society can forgive. 
My sister's baby looks like Newt Gingrich. My sister's Hmm. baby's right fist is always closed tight. I swear he winks at me often and dares me to pick him up. He drinks out of his baby bottle like it is a liter of Jim Beam. My sister is a nice girl. She cannot take her baby to church. He says words that baby shouldn't say. At the market, he yells these words at the top of his lungs with fury of a bored Zeus. Shoppers wonder who the father is. At night, my sister waits by the telephone while she burps the baby. He rests serenely on her chest. To her, he is a cupid that smokes too much. He has a talent for incredulous side glancing. His father was a sweet blue-eyed Dutchman, felled by a disease that makes people wonder. My sister's baby did not inherit his traits from his father. When my sister was seven, she learned the word libertarian and liked it. Angry people on the television delighted her. My sister was only nine when she saw my brother tie his girlfriend to the bedpost. Somewhere in a repository of dreams and secret wishes, my sister had a big ball of hope in her head to create a piece of art that elicited confusion and mystery. My sister did not know how to paint. She waits by the phone burping my nephew, but he is too tired to do anything, and so he rests serenely. There are plenty of things in life other than art. There is love, my sister supposes. Then again, love cannot be molded. It cannot be birthed with our darkest desires and secret questions. And so my sister gets up from her post by the phone and sits down beside me as I am nearly finished writing this. Virginia Tech, Columbine, and the Twin Towers are all thoughts that scare me, but not as much as my sister's baby slowly turning his head to look at me and winking one eye with adult amusement. The end. <laughs> J.D., I can't believe you have not read before in front of people, um, or at least in the <laughs> cobalt. That is, an, uh, that is a, such a fun poem. Uh, <laughs> so well done and very confidently read that you have no excuse. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Thank you so much. And uh, if anyone wants to contact me just to send me their work and get feedback, I'm not a mean person, but I, I do provide a lot of constructive criticism. They can email me at uh, white trop- uh, white.tropics at gmail.com, W-H-I-T-E dot T as in Tom, R-O-P as in Peter, I-C-S at gmail.com. Um, I do have a couple day jobs, but <laughs> I can definitely um, send critiques to you at night. I have a couple of pen pals, and by a couple I mean quite a few, and I love sending stuff back and forth, you know, just talking with them about their work. So thank you so much for allowing me to read. I was, I'm was i really happy. As, um, you know, I'm glad to be a part of you uh, this month, as it is my birth month. So <laughs> Wow, happy thank birthday. You. <laughs> Um, so wait, can I ask you a couple questions here? Uh, sure. So, um, are, are you, um, uh, do, do you teach poetry anywhere? What's, what's the, um, you know, the incentive for, for wanting to provide feedback? Is it just to expose yourself to more poetry or, um? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, I mean, your, your network with the, um, at the, Cobalt Cafe is probably one of the richest networks that I've been a part of. I used to live uh, closer to San Francisco in Berkeley, California, um, which I, where I was part of like a really, really strong community uh, for poetry. And um, I never read or wrote anything. I, I really was just immersed in the, um, well, by read, I mean read, read my own poetry, but I was really immersed in the culture of poetry there. And, you know, it's a different... Um, it's a different vibe when you're, you know, attached to people who are always looking at the world around them and, the, you know, trying to, I guess, 
worditize it. <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. the word to describe. Well, anyway. <laughs> so, as, as I've said at the Cobalt many times, during the group poem in particular, I always applaud when people don't feel limited by the confines of words that actually exist. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for our open uh, group poem, I'm the first person that ever wrote marginalia. Or is that you? Oh, that's great. Yes, that is me. <laughs> that's funny. Very funny. And I really enjoy your poetry. I have your book, uh, We Put Words in Our Mouths. And um, I, I mailed that out to someone who lives in Santa Barbara, and she loves it. Her name is Haley. She really likes your work. So I'm very happy to be a part of your community. Wow, cool. Well, J.D., please come to the Cobalt and read. I want to hear more of your work, and I'm thrilled that you uh, that you were brave enough to call in uh, today. Okay. Thank you so much, Rick. All right, take it easy. You too. Bye. Bye. This is uh, J.D. calling from right here in Southern California, North Hollywood, a participant in the weekly reading uh, as an audience member, I guess I should say, um, the weekly reading I host at the Cobalt Cafe on Tuesday nights in Canoga Park. You can check that out by going to poetrysuperhighway.com slash cobalt and uh, see the schedule of readers that are... Uh, uh, coming up there, and a little bit more information about the the reading. I also, we have a featured reader every week, and I publish a a broadside, a, a kind of a poster, a one sided poster uh, with uh, <clears throat> that features the poem or a poem of the featured reader, as well as um, uh, other, you know, a, a design and that kind of thing. And and it's it's a cool thing that gets published every 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 week um, that that we uh, use as a method to compensate our featured poets. Uh, we sell them at the reading and, and the poet gets all the money and you get to take home a, a cool poster. Broadside. Anyway, uh, J.D., thanks so much for calling in. And she's made it just a public offer. Uh, if you're looking to kind of engage in conversation about poetry and get some feedback on your work, send her an email at white.tropics at gmail.com, which I posted in the chat room if you're in there. And uh, uh, perhaps you'll get some valuable feedback or at least a, a new friend in poetry that you can uh, correspond with and, and share work with. All right. Um, moving right along, the number to call in, as I've mentioned before, is area code 646-716-7362. You can Skype in. You can, uh, you can hop into the chat room and say hi to the other people there and converse with each other. Uh, if you're too shy to even do that, you can send me an instant message at Rick Poet uh, on the uh, AIM or uh, Yahoo chat systems. Um, and uh, there you go. That's that's that. Our next caller is from the 347 area code. Hi. Anyone there from the 347? Hello, speaker. Hi. Who's this? Kenny Fariam. I was... Potter Week, January 2nd. Oh, cool. Hey, Kenny. How are you doing? Unfortunately, I'm, I have a really bad reception. I'm trying to stay still so the phone won't drop, unfortunately. Well, please. We we can't lose you at this point. Where are you calling Thank you from? Thank you very much. Where are you calling from, Kenny? Uh-oh. I think we Hello? might have lost. Are you there? Are you on me? I can't move the phone drifted for a second, but I'm back. Don't move, Kenny. <laughs> tell, tell me where you're calling from. I'm New York City. I'm in Harlem, New York. Harlem, New York. All right. Cool. Well, why don't you get right to your poem just to make sure we get it? Okay. Hopefully I won't drop. But it's called Monday Morning Blues. Hello? 
Yep, we're here. Okay. It is amazing what this one river can do, this New York City apartment, this window view, this wide open view of New Jersey, this peace, this calm, this blue water, this blue sky, this Hudson Weirra washing away this nasty curse on my tongue, this lump in my throat, this slim on my chest, this cough that I can't cough up, this rotten in my tooth, keep on filling up all this empty in my heart. It is so amazing what this one river can do. Fantastic, Kenny. That's Hello. great. Yeah, can you hear me? You still there? I hear you. I'm still here. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I, I. That's a great poem. Very well read, and um, and and love the piece that you uh, that you had uh, last week. And I'm so glad that you called in because I just realized I had the wrong link in the um, past poets archive, and I need to fix that so uh, <clears throat> so people can um, check out uh, your work in perpetuity. Thank um, you. Do, so, do you? Um, you live in New York City. I know there's a lot going on uh, there in the city uh, with poetry. Is there are, are the readings that you participate in that you um, want to give a shout out to or talk about? Actually, right now I'm not. I was involved with it, but I think right now I'm like submitting a lot. I'm hoping to get um, published more, but maybe in the future I will. <laughs> okay, so you're not you're not really heading out to uh, to read places. You're focused more on uh, on um, Publishing. Publishing. Okay. I mean, is there anything that you uh, that you remember fondly uh, um, from just from when you did go to readings in there? Because I know there's a, a ton of stuff going on in the city. Um, I used to go to a lot of. Uh, I used to judge a lot of poetry slam competitions, like at New York and Abigail Cafe in Brooklyn. Um, at my school, I used to speak a lot. I got to speak for Sonia Sanchez. She asked for my autograph. I got to speak for Harry Belafonte. So at my school, I was always like that poet that they pushed out in front when, like, celebrities would come. And um, that was very thrilling. I was president of the English club at McGravis College. So I did a lot of reading in the past. And uh, right now, like I said, mainly um, interested in publication. But after that, I'll definitely be interested in doing more readings. And I'll definitely let you know as soon as that happens. <laughs> That's great. Well, um, yeah, it sounds like you um, you're you're a prodigy, as it were. I mean, and how cool to have had that experience of um, you know uh, being so enjoyed by you, you know the communities that you were in that they did push you out into the front uh, to say, hey, look what we have to have to offer. That's that's very cool. Well, the most thrilling thing was Sonia Sanchez. She gave me a phone number. She asked for my autograph. She asked for autograph copy of the poem that I wrote for her. So <laughs> she's like my biggest idol. Her and Amira Baraka are definitely living. But two of my favorite living legends. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, while we were talking, I, I fixed the link. So if people go to um, uh, uh, Past Poets Archive from Poetry Superhighway and they click on, uh, uh, well, the very top item, because you were the featured poet of the week last week, um, mm-hmm. they will uh, they will get right uh, to your poem. And I'm also uh, posting the link in the um, <laughs> chat room as well. Uh, you and Michael Brownstein, who were who has been a, a, a past featured poet of the week as well, a couple of great poems to kind of uh, end the last year with and start the new year with. So um, so cool. And that was thrilling as well because when I've seen his list of accomplishments, I'm like, wow, I'm on the same week as him. <laughs> that was that made me feel very good. Well, I bet he was thrilled to uh, be to have his his poem up with you because uh, it was a good one. Well, K- Kenny, uh, do, do you have a website or anything people can check out or if people want to get, um, get more from you? 
I'm definitely working on it. And like I said, I definitely keep in touch with you. I always want to call in, but it's like I said, I'm I'm on the twentieth floor, so like, I get really bad reception. But I definitely let you know as soon as I can. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right, Kenny. Thanks for calling in. No problem. Bye. That was uh, Kenny Fame from Harlem in New York City. Uh, last week's featured poet of the week. So cool to have a couple of uh, uh, recent and current poets of the week calling to share share uh, their work. Uh, a great, great, great reading by Kenny as well. I encourage you to check out his poem. I did just post the link directly to his past poets archive page on the Poetry Superhighway. You should definitely check it out. Um, all right, so you you should be calling in right now. We have about twenty minutes left in the show. Open lines. Um, would love to hear what you have to say. Um, you have the chance to talk about your your poetry community and what's going on in, on in your world. In addition to sharing poetry, uh, the number to call in is six four six seven one six seven three six two. All righty. Moving on, our next caller. Um, looks like it's probably a blocked number because I'm just seeing a bunch of ones. So, uh, who's on hold? Happy New Year to Rick and Poetry Superhighway. This is Michael from Birmingham celebrating Epiphany this weekend. The wonder of the wonder, the wonder of the wonder. Rick, <laughs> how many years? This is eight, ten. How many years? What exactly? Uh, the the, the uh, call in for the poetry. Oh, uh, it's this is the third or fourth year of the of the of this of this show. Really? Yeah. I thought it was longer than that. I, I kid you not. I thought, wow, I was thinking more like eight years. Okay, um, I can tell you exactly, because I've got every single show archived online. Uh, 2007, July 2007 was the very first show, and it was actually a conversation with the contest judges of that year. And um, then the following month, we did our first actual open reading on uh, – in August of 2007, so that's eight, nine, ten, eleven. So, yeah, it's uh, f- uh, four years and and a few months, basically. Okay, can be- you hear me? What's that? Can you still hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, uh, always in a Magian mood. Do you see what I see? A few lights still up, not burnt out, lingering. Living it up with the Meiji. We three kings of Orion are actually wizards. Staying wise, sans status, like nightlight from the sun that reaches everyone and pulses forever. Whizzing through, turned on intravenously, only with the faith of a child to follow that star to our source of power, creativity, life. Now, how's that for leaving the air, broadcasting, leaving the air with some real global warming? Talk to you next time. Uh, Michael, before I let you go, uh, uh, yeah, first of all, I was definitely warmed, so it must have worked. Um, uh, Anything going on? I'm already gone. I'm just joking with you. Anything going on? Uh, The usual, uh, and uh, Birmingham Museum of Art, they call it BMA Speaks. Uh, The next one is scheduled for February 10th. 
which is my father's birthday, and uh, it will be the, it will be the third year for that. February uh, this February marks uh, the third year for the BMA Speaks. It's a poetry event uh, that uh, at the museum to bring in some spoken word poetry in conjunction with the visual arts. Um, that sounds really cool. Do, how how well attended are those events? They're pretty well attended. Um, I mean, it's an open mic. Um, occasionally they've had a feature, uh, but usually it's just local open mic. Um, it's, sometimes there's a theme. There might still be a theme yet that I haven't heard of. You know, February is, you know, Valentine's, and it's close to Valentine's on um uh, February also Black History Month, and uh, I'll probably read a poem um, by Robert Hayden. Those winter, win, uh, those winter Sundays. Are you familiar with that one? I'm not actually. Okay, well maybe I'll read on the show next time. Um, when is your next show? I know you're going to tell us later, but <laughs> I I am, but it's it's uh, February fifth. Fifth. Okay. Well, maybe I'll read that one as a way to kind of warm up and kind of tie in with what we're doing here locally. At the museum. Anyway, I know you have other callers. Okay, well, uh, Michael, I appreciate you calling in, and uh, thanks for sharing the poem, and as always, the info about what's going on in Birmingham. Great. I'll talk to you in the near future. I'm still listening. <clears throat> Sounds good. Uh, Michael from Birmingham, Alabama, a regular caller here. Uh, from uh, uh, from Birmingham, Alabama. So, all right, the number to call in. Please call in. We've got some open lines and, and 15 minutes left in the show, so plenty of opportunity for you to call in and share a poem and tell us about what's going on in your world. Or maybe you don't want us to know what's going on in your world. You just want to share a poem. That's fine, too. The number is 646-716-7362. You can Skype in as well. Um, I should mention, as long as uh, Michael brought it up, our next show is going to be Sunday February 5th, it's uh, it's our show during National Poetry Month. Uh, we'll be uh, at the same time as always, 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. So uh, be aware of whenever that is in your part of the world. Um, I've got a reading coming up that uh, I don't I don't mention so much readings that I'm doing because typically they're in Southern California, and I know we have a lot of people listening from uh, other parts of the uh, of the world. But um, I am actually going to be reading in. Get this, Second Life. I don't know if you know what Second Life is. Um, I didn't know until a few weeks ago when someone invited me to uh, to come in, but it's it's kind of an online world where you, you download their uh, their application and you uh, you create an avatar for yourself. I know it sounds ridiculous. Uh, uh, it kind of is, but it's sort of fun too. And you just kind of wander around this world that's been created. It's, it's not a game exactly, but... You, you just kind of interact with other people, and you you can hear live music and and poetry and things like that. I I participated in an open reading uh, last week and and went to a workshop in it uh, the week before. It's pretty cool what's going on uh, in it. So if you're at home and uh, want to find other ways to be involved with poetry or just get a virtual second life for yourself, there's no cost to. Uh, to do it, just go to secondlife.com and download their browser and check it out. So I mention this because this uh, coming Saturday, the 14th, I will be giving a reading in Second Life at 12 o'clock noon, again Pacific Time, which also happens to be uh, uh, Second Life Time. Uh, Second Life Time is based on Pacific Time as well. Uh, I'm honestly not sure 
where it's happening in Second Life at this point. But if in Second Life you do a search for uh, events and poetry, um, it will come up, um, and it will again be happening Saturday at uh, noon. So uh, uh, it's a chance for you to hear me read a full set of poetry, um, and uh, I don't know if that's exciting to you or not. Um, frankly, I'm not excited about it at all. Uh, but but maybe it'll be fun. You never know. I do a lot of readings here in Southern California, and this is a chance uh, for people who uh, can't make it to Southern California just to hear me read, uh, to hear me read. So uh, so check it out again this Saturday, 2 o'clock p.m. in Second Life. Um, I also uh, want to uh, – typically uh, we try to play a spoken word – track uh, once a month here in in the show and we had a lot of callers already so I did I didn't get to it yet but um since our uh, first caller is fr- was from I'm sorry our second caller was from Israel I thought I'd play this track that I put together to give you an example of what uh, a spoken word track is and 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 can be uh beyond just say a straight reading of a poem uh, this is a track I wrote called an Israeli breakfast People scream in elevators, 
and the tea is infused with so much flavor, it would be aptly named King David's Black Knight of Stone and Fire Tea, sweetened by the moon and a fork full of honey. One is exceptionally alive when eating, drinking, breathing, or thinking in Israel. Monkeys is the craziest people. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, a spoken word track that I put together called An Israeli Breakfast that was uh, uh, everything that you heard in my voice uh, I wrote. And then the companion voice was uh, actor Michael Constantine who uh, uh, came over and uh, kind of did a spontaneous story in there since uh, his his son was kind of referenced in the piece. So um, that's the kind of thing I'm looking for. I want to play a spoken word track every month on Poetry Superhighway Live. Um, so if you've got something, if you've got an MP3 of you reading a poem, uh, something that you've put together, maybe mixed with music or did something a little interesting to, email it to me at rick at poetrysuperhighway.com. Or if you want, just send me a link to it somewhere to so I could listen to it and say, yeah, I'd love to play that or, you know, so I can have a listen before you send it. And um, I'd love to consider it and make that a regular feature here on Poetry Superhighway. Um, we have five minutes left, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, now's your chance if you want to get in. I can probably fit one or two more callers in. So uh, do call in at 646-716-7362. I had a caller in that I was just going to go to right as I was finishing telling you about my spoken word track, and then they disappeared. So it's just you and me now. Perhaps we should get a little comfortable. Should I put the music back on? (laughs) <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. Again, uh, our next show is going to be on Sunday, February 5th, 2012. How strange to say 2012. The world's going to end, speaking of mortality and final thoughts this year, according to the Mayans. So you might as well get your poetry in now. <clears throat> That's a tip of the hat to David Nebs, who uh, alerted us to his final thoughts when he knew the world was going to end earlier in the year. There are many times that the world's going to end, but... Uh, uh, as far as I understand, it's all this year. It's uh, the the entire ending of the world. It's happening right now. So uh, think about that and uh, and uh, seize the day. It reminds me of a story I saw in The Onion this week. Uh, uh, I don't know if you read The Onion. It's kind of a satirical newsletter. The headline was, Man Who Said Yes to Life Found at the Bottom of Gorge with Bicycle. You get that, don't you? All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I guess that's going to be it for today. Um, Thank you so much for everyone who called in. I want to thank uh, Dave from Woodland Hills, California. Hannah Greenberg, KJ uh, Hannah Greenberg from Jerusalem, Israel. How cool to have a caller from Israel calling in. Oh, wait. Hold on. The 111 caller is back. Hello. Oh, no, they're gone. It's an Internet connection issue. I want to thank David, David Neves from uh, Newark, New Jersey, for his poem. is also a featured poet this week. I want to thank J.D. from North Hollywood for uh, calling in and making her live poetry debut with such a great poem about her fictional nephew. 
I sure hope she comes to the Cobalt and reads again because she was very good. And what a generous offer just to uh, put herself out there to receive your poetry, uh, to engaging in poetical conversation. Send her an email, white.tropics at gmail.com and get some feedback, etc. Kenny Fame called in from the 20th floor of his Harlem, New York City apartment uh, building. Just made it before he got cut off. Not good reception there. (laughs) And read a poem. He was a featured poet of the week last week. You can check out his poem online. And uh, just after Kenny, we had Michael from Birmingham, Alabama. And uh, and then we ended with a spoken word track, uh, my spoken word track, an Israeli breakfast. You can hear, by the way, I have a number of spoken word uh, pieces and uh, audio and video of me reading. If you go to my website, poetrysuperhighway.com, and then click right at the top menu there, on uh, on audio video and there's all kinds of things uh, there. Uh, mostly at the top, there are video and audio of me reading in different places. Uh, but if you uh, scroll down, you there's there's some other kinds of things um, that you might listen to and then decide that you should never associate with me again. But um. It's fun. It's cool. Check it out. Um, thanks again, everyone, for calling in. Um, our next show, again, is going to be Sunday, February 5th at 2 o'clock p.m. Uh, everyone, Happy New Year. Thanks so much for listening today. Thanks to everyone for calling in. Have a good one.